like on the physiological level, it's going to kind of help us hold on to energy. And so a lot of people think about it as the hibernation hormone. And so basically during times of hibernation, especially or in mammals, um, serotonin will go up during time, during winter times, and the metabolic rate will go down. And this is necessary because mammals aren't eating for several months throughout the winter months. And so, um, if their metabolic rate remained high, they would continue to burn energy at a high rate. And then they would eventually starve to death because they would either wake up in the middle of winter and have no food sources, or, um, they would stay asleep and burn through all of the energy reserves that they have on their body. So serotonin is going to spike to slow down the metabolic rate in that case, um, tends to do the same thing in humans. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, um, from a physiological standpoint, it's going to slow down the metabolic rate to preserve energy. Mm -hmm. And from a psychological state, it's going to limit the amount of stimulus that we have. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Blointfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. So today I have Jaden Miller on the podcast and he's known as the research cowboy on Instagram. So if you don't follow him, go and follow him. He's just a super, super nice guy and he calls me ma'am, which I think is so funny and it makes me laugh every time and it's obviously an American thing, um, but he's only 23 and he has a really cool story, actually. He has been on his own health um, journey, you know, with hypothyroidism, and he talks about how he has basically healed his body um, with a pro-metabolic approach. So that's pretty cool. But I wanted to get him on today to talk about serotonin. So I think there's a lot of um, misinformation out there about uh, serotonin, and it is a topic that he is super passionate about. So in this episode, he talks about what is serotonin and why it's not the happy hormone, the role that it plays in energy production and metabolism, how it impacts other hormones, how it actually affects your gut health, what processes it helps to regulate, um, signs of high serotonin, the role that it actually plays in depression, how antidepressants actually work, and you know what can be done to help with depression and things you can do to improve your gut health. So this podcast episode is loaded with information. So I recommend that you get a pen and paper and take notes. And as always, please rate um, and review the podcast episode. So if you've rated and reviewed the podcast before, you can do it as many times as you like. And for the chance to win a tub of saturate premium collagen, all you need to do is take a screenshot um, of the review or the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And then each month I pick a winner um, who will receive a tub of collagen. So I hope you enjoy this episode um, as much as I did. And I'm sure you'll love uh, Jaden too. So let's get into it. Hi, Jaden. Jaden is uh, the research cowboy on uh, on Instagram. I just love that Instagram handle. It's so cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, <laughs> uh, it was coined by a couple of guys in the office that I work at. And it's just, it's stuck for the past couple of years. 
Oh, I love it. It's so good. Now, I want to get Jayton on the podcast um, to talk about serotonin and, and gut health because I think serotonin is a bit misunderstood um, and he's just a wealth of knowledge in this area. But I thought before we jump into that, do you just want to like give, because you haven't been on the podcast before, but um, give the listeners just a really quick, um, like, who are you? How old are you? You know, what do you do? Bit of your, you know, dieting history because, like most of us who found pre-metabolic eating, we've done a lot of, we've done some stupid shit. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jaden Miller. Um, I'm 23. My social security number is no. I'm joking. Um, I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, you know, in my in my free time, I ski, I hike, I do a little bit of jujitsu, and he's pretty strong too, actually. Everyone. Um, yeah, he's pretty, well, pretty strong. I reckon I've, I've been strong before. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I would say that jujitsu has kind of taken precedence, uh, over the past, probably almost a year now. So yeah. I'd say I've been working a lot more on the technical side, uh, like with skill and things like mm. that versus doing, um, a lot of the strength stuff. So, mm. um, still resistance trained just because of the hormonal benefits and everything that it has, but, um, mostly, just uh, do it for like muscle maintenance and um, to look good in the mirror and also for my girlfriend. So I love it. (laughs) Oh, good one. And um, tell us a bit about your history with the, you know, diets and your, I know you had an autoimmune condition too. Yes. um, So I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism whenever I was um, 17. And then a year later they diagnosed me with low testosterone. Um, And so I, once that happened, I kind of fell down this rabbit hole of like trying to figure out how this could happen to me at such a young age. And like, um, you know, I didn't want to be on drugs for the rest of my life. I was actually on testosterone injections for a little while. Um, and I was like 18, 19 at the time, whenever they actually put me on the injections. And, um, I just, I, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And so I tried to figure out a different way to where I didn't have to do that and how I could, um, optimize my body's, uh, processes naturally, um, and kind of figure out how I could heal the, the body that I was in, um, or that I am in, I'm still currently in it. So, um, don't plan on switching anytime soon. Um, yeah. So, uh, that kind of took me down a whole bunch of different paths. Um, and I ended up coming across, uh, Christopher Walker, who is my boss. I work at Umzu right now. I uh, came across his stuff for optimizing testosterone. And then, um, through that rabbit hole, I found all of Ray Pete's work. Um, and, uh, at the time I was a biology student. Um, I was in pre-med for naturopathic medicine. And so, Um, I was reading all of Ray's work and at the exact same time I was going to class and seeing everything line up like perfectly from a scientific perspective. Um, and it just clicked for me. And so I, uh, probably, probably for the past five to six years have been kind of going with the pro metabolic approach. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's get into serotonin. So I think like, and I used to think this too, like when people think of serotonin, they're like, oh, it's the happy hormone. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about that? Let's unpack that. Yeah. Um, so serotonin is more of like a regulator. So 
from like a psychological perspective, serotonin is going to kind of regulate the amount of stimulus that is coming in to the organism um, so that we can actually handle the stimulus that is placed on us. Um, so if serotonin wasn't present, we would have uh, a kind of like an overabundance of stimulus. And this overabundance of stimulus would place demands that are too great for the human organism to deal with um, from an energetic perspective, but also from a psychological perspective. And so if serotonin wasn't pressed, wasn't present, we would either go insane or we would die because, um, there there's too much of a demand placed on us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so serotonin basically acts as a regulator that kind of blocks out a lot of the kind of like excess things in our reality that aren't necessary to our survival. Um, so this is one of the reasons that, um, a lot of the more classic psychedelics like LSD and psilocybin, um, that's why they have kind of like this anti-serotonin effect. And from a psychological perspective, it's almost like you're allowing for more stimulus in our reality to come in. Um, and that's what, uh, kind of gives you that euphoric feeling, um, so to speak. Um, and so serotonin from a psychological perspective does that. And then on more like on the physiological level, it's going to kind of help us hold on to energy. And so a lot of people think about it as the hibernation hormone. And so basically during times of hibernation, especially or in mammals, um, serotonin will go up during time, during winter times, and the metabolic rate will go down. And this is necessary because mammals aren't eating for several months throughout the winter months. And so, um, if their metabolic rate remained high, they would continue to burn energy at a high rate. And then they would eventually starve to death because they would either wake up in the middle of winter and have no food sources, or, um, they would stay asleep and burn through all of the energy reserves that they have on their body. So serotonin is going to spike to slow down the metabolic rate in that case, um, tends to do the same thing in humans. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, um, from a physiological standpoint, it's going to slow down the metabolic rate to preserve energy. Mm -hmm. And from a psychological state, it's going to limit the amount of stimulus that we have. So having too much of it is not good. Yes. So too much, um, from a psychological standpoint, that's going to kind of like bog down our reality that we see, like the way that we see the world. So it's going to, um, act as have you like, for instance, if you were to have a water filter that was too dense, it wouldn't allow the water to pass through it. And so yeah. if we have too much serotonin, it's going to be too dense to allow for the stimulus from our reality that we need to come in. Mm. Um, and that kind of tends to take out a lot of the vibrancy from the life that we see from um, a psychological perspective. Um, so that can be anything from a lack of motivation. So serotonin and dopamine actually act as antagonists. So they're opposites of each other. Mm. Dopamine is more of like the motivation and drive hormone. And so, um, 
whenever you have too much serotonin, it's going to counteract that. And you're going to be, you know, fatigued. You're going to be lazy. You're not really going to have that much motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also, um, depressive. So from a metabolic state, um, it's going to slow down the amount of energy utilization that can happen within the organism. And so what that looks like is a decrease in thyroid hormone, progesterone, things like that. All of those are going to be antagonist to serotonin. Um, serotonin is actually also usually in tandem with high estrogen levels. Um, so if you tend to have high estrogen levels as a man, um, that's, uh, going to be even make you more susceptible to depression and things like that, because not only is your estrogen high, your serotonin is going to be high as well. Um, and that vibrancy, like we talked about a minute ago is, is going to slowly, uh, diminish as serotonin and estrogen continue to be raised inside of the system. Um, so we need to make sure that serotonin is at a healthy level. We don't need to get rid of it completely. I feel like that's something that people in the metabolic community, um, tend to, you know, get after is like, we need to get rid of serotonin completely. That's not necessarily the case. It is very necessary for life. Um, however, a lot of people tend to have excess because of the digestive issues that they usually have. Um, so, I want to say like 90 to 95% of serotonin is produced in the lining of the gut. Mm -hmm. Um, and whenever our digestion is slowed down specifically, um, then that allows for serotonin to build up in the system. Also, whenever respiration is, um, not proper. So if you're constantly hyperventilating or not breathing properly, a lot of the ways that we get rid of serotonin is through respiration. And so breathing out actually allows us to offload a lot of serotonin as well. Um, I learned that one from Kate. So shout out to Kate Daring. Um, she's <laughs> read her book, that. everyone. If you haven't read her yes. book, it's awesome. Yes, definitely. How to hear your metabolism. Yeah, she's a legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, keep going. So it's made in the gut. You get rid of it some through breathing out. Yes. Yeah. Um, also... Uh, sweat tends to have a little bit of serotonin. So exercise is going to be very beneficial for Mm. kind of balancing that out. Um, But the biggest thing is probably proper gut health. So just making sure that you are going to the bathroom on a regular basis. Mm. Um, But also serotonin can cause diarrhea. So if you're going to the bathroom a little too frequently, Mm. um, that's also another sign that your serotonin might be a little high. And so um, then can you talk about like any depressants? Yes. Is there anything specific you'd like to know about? Well, I mean like people. um, So would you say, I'm just trying to think of the right question to ask what people ask me. So like if someone is feeling depressed, would they usually have high serotonin? Um, So depression is very hard to define because it's going to be, it's going to be very different for depending on the individual. Um, I would say whenever there is an absence of some kind of traumatic event and there is some kind of depression taking place, um, I would say that serotonin is usually going to be on the higher end. Um, (laughs) given that no other kind of hormonal imbalances are also present as well. Um, but usually whenever serotonin 
is high, you're usually going to have chronically high cortisol and adrenaline levels, Mm -hmm. um, as well as estrogen. And then all of those are going to exacerbate the issue. Um, so blood sugar regulation is going to be great for that. Making sure that you eat frequently throughout the day and mineral balance is going to be very important for that. So making sure that you're getting enough salt, magnesium, things like that. Um, the minerals will help to lower the adrenaline. The food frequency will help lower the cortisol. Um, and then all of those eventually downstream will lead to uh, lowering serotonin as well. Um, there are supplements and stuff that we can talk about a little bit later on, but um, we can save those for, for a little bit Last. later. Yeah. So well, what, what are antidepressants? What are in them? Um, so um, if you've ever read how um, the body keeps the score by Bessel van der Kolk, mm-hmm. um, he is like, one of the head, um, psychology people at Harvard, um, in his book, he actually says word for word that they do not understand how SSRIs and a lot of these drugs work. Um, so a lot of it, whenever you're looking at the scientific literature, a lot of it is just theoretical stuff that they think is happening. Um, they don't actually know for a fact what's happening there. A lot of the times what is happening or what they think is happening is that it's called, um, it's, it's a reuptake inhibitor. So basically what's happening whenever there's like an SSRI, um, serotonin is being inhibited from being taken back up. And so if you have the synaptic cleft, it's going to be sitting inside of the synaptic cleft for longer. So it can be received by the other, um, the other part of the synaptic cleft to the next neuron. Um, usually whenever that happens, um, it kind of, uh, like I would say the electrical current inside of that specific neuron is, uh, overstimulated, so to speak. And so you have a sympathetic response to that from a nervous system perspective. Mm -hmm. So like, do you think they're a good treatment? Um, it's really going to depend. Um, I think a holistic approach is probably beneficial. Um, and it's going to be individualized. So a lot of people think that it's a cure-all. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Personally, I wouldn't be taking them. Um, I'm not really a fan of the pharmaceutical industry in general. I think most of the stuff that they do is based around marketing and money. Um, I don't necessarily think it's around the betterment of humanity so to speak. Um, so I personally wouldn't take them. Um, I wouldn't recommend any of my family take them. Um, but if you're working with a medical professional and they recommend something, um, you know, to, to each their own, but I think a holistic approach is more beneficial. So dialing in your nutrition, dialing in your sleep patterns, dialing in your exercise regimen, Um, there's actually lots of studies that show that exercise alone is just as beneficial as a lot of antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, finding some sort of exercise that you like, it doesn't have to be resistance training or running or whatever, but just some form of bodily movement on a daily basis that you enjoy. Um, if you can find that, then that's probably going to be just as beneficial as, um, any kind of, you know, antidepressant that's out there. Um, you know, making sure that your gut health is also on track is, um, where it's at as well. 
I've um, had a few close friends that have taken antidepressants. I remember chatting to one of them and she said to me, she's like, Kitty, it's like you just feel nothing. So you don't feel happy. You don't feel sad. You just feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that sounds, doesn't sound very, very great. And we've had quite a lot of people actually work with us in our gym when we worked we had our gym and women in our win at life program who've actually come off their antidepressants obviously they've worked with their doctor like we haven't told them to come off them they've wanted to come off them they've supported themselves with like you said the nutrition the training getting sunlight um and then they've said to their doctor i want to come off them and they've slowly come off them and now they're off them completely um and they feel amazing and it is just incredible you know like they've talked to me about it that's just the change, the ch- making the changes in their nutrition um, and their training, their lifestyle habits, how that's had such a positive impact on them mentally. So, yeah. Definitely. I, uh, I feel like that's kind of sad almost because like, if you don't have any ups and downs in life, like you're not going to really have any like really good times. Like, mm. um, you know, you have to have the lows to have the highs um, you have to have day to have night. Um, I think that something like that might be beneficial if somebody's in a, um, capacitated, incapacitated state where they've gone through a traumatic event that is so severe that they can't function in day-to-day life, then some type of medication to pull them out of that and keep them at like some kind of normal level to where they can eventually work up to having to, to getting out of that traumatic experience and then working off of those drugs could be beneficial. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's just really interesting. Like that you can tell the ones like that where their doctors are really supportive. They're like, yep, you know, work on your diet and your nutrition, then let's slowly come off them, which is amazing. Um, instead of, you know, let's just take them for the rest of your life. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, sometimes I wonder, and I know people probably slaughter me for me for this, because you don't obviously ever know what's going on in someone's life. But you know, some um, people that I follow on Instagram, like they talk a lot about their diet. These are just celebrities, obviously I don't know them, but you know, they like they talk about their diet, which is low carb, and they're really skinny, and they look like they exercise a lot, and they're taking antidepressants. And you sort of think, oh, you could probably, if you supported yourself. <laughs> with enough food and didn't train as much and you know you probably would feel a lot better but it's just yeah it's just interesting how um you know I guess like whenever I've been to the doctor back in the day for like things like the pill or like they just want you put put they just okay this is the problem just here's the medication like no questions around you know what are you eating like what's happening in your life how are you training like there's no it's just take this basically so yeah, I'm sure. Like you say, they are beneficial in some instances like that. Like if something's happened to someone and they take them for a period of time and they work on getting off them. But yeah, it's really, um, you know, I know a lady in our program who was taking them for 20 years and wow. then she found us. And then she, over a 12 month period, worked on nutrition work with her doctor and got off them. That's amazing. Yeah. She was a heavy drinker before that too. So heavy drinking, taking antidepressants. Oh Yeah. Uh, the drinking can definitely cause some issues for sure from endotoxin to the liver to inflammation. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that if you enjoy alcohol, keep it to on occasion for sure. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised I wasn't cause I used to drink so much and I still was reasonably happy. Mm-hmm. I drank. Yeah. I mean, um, there are studies that show that, you know, 
like occasional mild alcohol intake is actually beneficial and people tend to live longer if they have moderate intake like that versus not non-alcoholic or alcohol drinkers. Um, so it can be beneficial, but the dose is always the poison there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not drinking every single night and then getting absolutely shit faced every weekend is probably not a great great idea. Um, um, okay, cool. Let's talk about, um, like, so let's go back to the gut health. Like what are some things that you can do to improve your gut health? Like in terms of food, lowering stress, can you talk about that? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this is also going to be, uh, beneficial for lowering endotoxin. So typically whenever people have digestive issues, endotoxin is going to be an issue as well. Um, endotoxin for those who don't know, um, it it's called uh, lipopolysaccharide and it's formed mm. in the outer membrane of gram negative bacteria inside of the digestive tract. And so whenever this um, membrane is uh, busted open or damaged in some way that uh, endotoxin can slip out, whenever that gets past the intestinal barrier and into the bloodstream, we start to see things like um, inflammation, a lot, um, a lot of the, um, like, um, side effects that tend to come with that are also like sepsis type of side effects, um, leads to liver damage, um, and a whole bunch of things. So, um, lowering serotonin is also going to, a lot of the steps that we're going to take is going to help with your overall digestion and help eliminate a lot of endotoxin too. Um, that could lead to, uh, more systemic effects. So, uh, if you take these steps, you're going to see improvement in probably more than one area generally. Um, so that's just, uh, a, a big bang for your buck, I guess, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that I would recommend, uh, would be, so obviously the carrot salad is going to be beneficial. Um, do you use coconut oil or do you use olive oil on your carrot salad? Oh, I mix it up. It depends. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to melt the coconut oil because it's hard. Like in winter and I'll use olive oil and then like now it's warm. So it's runny. So mm-hmm. it's easy. What about you? Um, I usually use coconut oil. If it's hard, I usually just take the spoonful straight to the dome and then eat the carrot. Um, so actually shredding the carrot is beneficial because it works with, uh, the fibers in the carrot to act more like, uh, the brush on the inside of the intestine. Um, I'm kind of lazy, so I just eat the carrot. So for the minimalist or the lazy people, and out what there, do you have the vinegar in the coconut oil? Just put it in your mouth. Yep. I just straight. <laughs> so, good. Mm-hmm. so you so, have it all together. It's just having like a bit of carrot, have a bit of vinegar, have a bit of coconut oil. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just get um, it in. Yeah. I would say I'm because of that, I'm probably not as consistent with the vinegar as I am everything else. Mm. Um, but yeah, for, so for the lazy man's hack out there, if you, if you want to toss that in there, it, it's still beneficial. Um, getting it in is better than not having it at all. Yeah. Um, so if you're in a crunch for time or if you're like me and just too lazy to do it, then that's the tip. Um, So the carrot salad is definitely beneficial. Um, Repairing the gut lining is going to be something that you want to do from an endotoxin perspective. Um, It's also going to help prevent a lot of the serotonin that's being produced in the gut lining from getting into the bloodstream as well. Um, So things that can help with that L-theanine is really beneficial. 
Um, gelatin is going to be very beneficial for that. Um, also collagen, uh, is very beneficial for that. It's pretty much the same thing as gelatin in my opinion. Uh, bone broth is going to be very good for that. Um, bone broth actually has glutamine, which is going to be very good for rebuilding the intestinal barrier. Um, and then you have things like cascara sagrada that is going to help kind of stimulate movement in the digestive tract. So if you're um, kind of backed up and need to help uh, get on a regular cadence, cascara sagrada is going to be something that's very beneficial. Um, coffee is also going to be beneficial for that as well. Um, if you're into the nicotine game for those people who also want to help like um, inhibit aromatase and stuff like that, um, mm. you know, the occasional nicotine dose can kind of stimulate the bowels as well. Um, then, uh, supplementing with things like that are chelators. So things like activated charcoal. So activated charcoal is going to work as a binding agent to bind to a lot of the nasty stuff inside of the digestive tract and help to pull it out. Mm. Um, and then if you drink that with a glass of orange juice, the vitamin C actually helps, uh, kind of enhance that binding effect. So I'd recommend just if you take a couple capsules of activated charcoal down it with some orange juice and, um, you're good to go there. Then, you know, walking is going to be beneficial. So I actually, there are movement receptors in uh, the digestive tract that actually, uh, sense movement in our legs. And so, um, walking actually stimulates peristalsis and kind of gets things moving down the line. Um, that's another reason why a 10 minute walk after you eat a mm. meal is going to be extremely beneficial from a psychological break, but also a digestive break as well. Um, let's see what else. Um, progesterone is pretty beneficial. That's an anti-serotonin. Um, it's not as good for the gut and particularly, unless you're taking it orally and trying to see if you can get some benefits that way. But, um, usually some topical progesterone is going to have an anti-serotonin effect. It's also going to help you sleep. Um, and sunlight is going to be very beneficial as well. Um, honestly, pers personally, I don't know about you, Kitty, but as soon as I get out into the sun, I'm in an almost immediately in a better mood. So um, right. if you're not getting your sunlight, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, totally. Oh, I agree. It's just, you feel amazing. The days that like, it's been raining here a lot, but it's really sunny today and we'll walk on the beach and it's just the best feeling ever. Just feeling that amazing sun on your skin. Now, what about, um, can you talk about periactin or ciproheptadine? I think we call it periactin in Australia. Yeah. Um, so ciproheptadine is um, something that is kind of hard to get in the US. So I haven't experimented with it too much, um, but it is an anti-serotonin anti-serotonergic agent. Um, that one was a hard one to get out. Um, basically it just, um, it, a way to look at it would be it kind of, it, um, honestly, I forgot the action of cyproheptadine. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was thinking about something else in my head. It lowers serotonin in the gut. Hey, yes, it yeah. does. I forgot exactly what, by what mechanism that it does mm. that though. So I'll have to look that up after uh, we get off here. Sorry, big motorbike riding past. Um, yeah, and can how can that be beneficial to the gut? Because I know sometimes, like we've had, just this is an example. My um, 
my brother, like he lives in South America. And uh, when he came over to Australia last, it was years ago, he was just suffering from like chronic diarrhea. Like he would shit his pants all the time. And like, obviously his diet wasn't that good. So I tried to sort of help him with his diet and, you know, just do some of the things that we've talked about. But then I got him to take some periactin. And within a few days, he was just back to normal pooing. He was like, this is the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would also, um, for those who have been in kind of like a hypothyroid state for quite a while, I would also recommend um, some flowers of sulfur supplementation Mm -hmm. for a few Mm -hmm. days. Um, A lot of the times people tend to have a fungus overgrowth inside of their intestine Mm -hmm. Um, that can cause some digestive issues as well. Um, so a quarter teaspoon for a few days in a row, like with your carrot salad, or I personally just tossed it in my mouth and then down some water real quick with it. Um, that's going to kind of act to almost like reset the microbiome, so to speak, and and get rid of a lot of that fungus. Um, so that, that can have a beneficial effect there as well. And you only need to do that. We've got that every year. Craig's like, it's time to do our, uh, our flowers of sulfur and we do it, you know, like once every 12 months, mm-hmm. so a quarter of a teaspoon for a couple of days. So you take quarter of a teaspoon one day, quarter of a teaspoon another day, only two days yes. for three days. Yeah. yeah. I, I've always done it for three days, but yep. two is probably just as beneficial. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else that we haven't touched on? Any other supplement uh, foods or anything? Um, if you do have some really bad endotoxin issues, um, it might be beneficial to look into coffee enemas. Um, mm-hmm. c- coffee enemas are definitely going to kind of like um, wash out a lot of the endotoxin that's potentially present, um, yeah. especially if you have an overload of endotoxin. That's something to look at. Um, I want to say it was um, the Gersh method. I believe that was his, his name. Um, I'm not really I could be completely wrong in that. So don't quote me on the name of the doctor who did this, but, uh, he would, um, have, he, he actually cured a lot of people's, um, cancer from having them do coffee enemas several times a day. Um, mm. uh, m- most of it was like, uh, kind of like tumorous types of cancer. So by eliminating the stress on the digestive tract, the body was able to kind of redirect its energy to get a lot of, uh, like the tumorous, uh, parts of them out, so to speak. Um, I think he also did that in combination with long-term fasting. So it's not necessarily something that is optimal, but, um, as a last resort, it's definitely something that can be used. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Oh, awesome. That was a great, uh, episode. So many interesting, um, things there, things that I didn't know either. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add that you think we've missed. Um, not that I can think of. Um, I would also say that if you have some circulatory issues, um, downregulating serotonin is going to be beneficial for that just because it does cause, um, vasoconstriction. Mm -hmm. Um, so taking steps to decrease your serotonin will eventually help, uh, increase your blood flow as well. Um, and, and also help with CO2 production to allow for vasodilation and things like that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, um, for coming on and everyone I'll drop, uh, Jayton's Instagram handle below and you can then go and check him out check out all the links in his, um, in his bio and yeah, really appreciate you, uh, you coming on. Definitely. I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. Bye Jayton. Bye-bye.